episode of Doctor Me First. I'm here with my lovely husband. Howdy, howdy. Mr. Dr. Craig Wiseman. And we are doing another episode of I'm Married to an Alpha Female. So we're going to get into our conversation and then stick around afterwards for a kick of encouragement. All right. Here we go. All right, Craig. So we did our intro to Mary to an Alpha Female. It went off pretty good. You were super nervous. Yes, I really was. But we got a lot of good feedback on it. And so we're coming back with another one. Excited to be back. Yeah. So one thing I wanted to talk about when married to an alpha female, sometimes there's conversations that come up and you don't realize how meaningful they're going to be until like five years later. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's just part of marriage in general. Um, you know, you your spouse looks at you at some point in time and they say something and it's like, uh huh, and uh, you know you start start a dialogue and and like you said, then down the road you look back at that moment in time and you think, hey, that really was big. You know, that was big in our family. So the one conversation that I wanted to bring up is what I'm terming the kitchen bar conversation. Okay, and I've written about it quite a bit in telling my story of burnout and telling you when I was just going to quit medicine and leave altogether yes. and burn all my white coats. And so I want to rehash through this conversation because I think we can't be the only couple who this is happened to, will happen to, currently happening to. No, surely not. So it was fall of 2014. Um, I had gotten out of residency and... Spent Labor Day weekend off and then started a new job. Yeah, right away. September like 2nd or 3rd. Yeah, it was boom, boom, boom. And so I don't remember the exact date. I just know it was like shortly thereafter starting that new job when I think we were both sitting at our kitchen bar in our new house that we Mm -hmm. had just gotten. Yes. But just also had gotten terrible news about flooding in the basement. Yeah, water. Water in the basement. And I told you... Craig, I have to quit my job. What was your first initial reaction to that? Oh, that was, uh, say the least, you know, when you hear that, I'm intimidated by the loan debt, the the amount of it. And I'm thinking, well, there, we can't possibly overcome this without this, you know, this big shovel of income throwing, throwing money into this hole. Right. You know? And what about to, cause I know you were always an encourager when I was in residency, when I was just like, I'm just done. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. I need to get out. Was that going through your head? Like, holy shit. I told her to keep doing this and now she's miserable. Like, Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, you're thinking, have I encouraged my better half to do something terrible with their life? And it's not that, there's any part of it that's bad or terrible, but something that doesn't make them happy inside. And that's, that's the last thing that you want to be responsible for or anything, you know? Yeah. And just from your point of view, remembering what you can back at that point, what do you remember about me in that conversation? I, I, I had known for quite a while that you've been upset 
you know, with work. And, uh, and it carried over very clearly into your daily, daily life at home, uh, interactions with me, interactions with the kids. And, you know, it was very obvious that you were unhappy with what was going on. Now, with that, there's a lot of people in the world that don't like their job. Uh, That's a very obvious thing, too. But when it makes you so upset that, you know, we get to Sunday night and you would just start to cry, you know, just because you had to go back into the office and that you just dreaded it so much. So, I mean, at the same time, I thought, well, it's going to kill her if she keeps doing it. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad she realizes that something needs to change. But at the same time, you know, you're thinking, we've got the kids, we've got this home. Are we going to need to sell this? You know, do we need to get this thing moved? Yeah. You know. What were you feeling at that time? Oh, I felt, I honestly felt I was nervous, a lot of fear. You know, you just don't know what, what's next. That eats at you some, you know. But at the same time, the person that you love in the world, you see them suffering. You don't want that either, you know, on any level whatsoever. And so I was glad that you were recognizing that. But um, I was pretty, had a lot of personal fear, you know, just in general. Yeah, and I remember you telling me, how can we get you some help? How can we make this better? And can you wait six months? Do you remember saying that? Yes, I remember that. I was like, can we just get down the road just a little bit here? Get just a little bit ahead. You know, we can save like mad. We can we can get just a few things under our belt and kind of taken care of. And yeah, I remember telling you, hey, what do you need for help? What can we do? What do we need to do? We need to do go talk with someone. Do we do we need to back off on hours? I mean, what what is it we need to do? Do we need to take a vacation right away and just kind of break away from this altogether and and kind of try to get a reset, you know? And I think we did all of those. Yes, we did. At we some did. point at along some the point. way. I think we took a vacation in January, yep. was it? Yep. That year. And I think during that vacation, you you got hold of uh, your boss and you, you no, told No, that was him. later on because they kind of kicked the can down the road. But, you know, that's the one thing that I remembered in all of this just thinking back to those conversations, um, I knew you supported me and I knew I recognized that you recognized in me how bad things were. And though you didn't have all the answers, some of the insightful comments that I remember that you made to me was the six months, give it six months. Don't quit this week, which I still tell my clients to this day. And I remember you saying, Aaron, there is a doctor shortage because I was so fearful of like, what am I going to do next? Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You were like, what can I do? And I was like, you're a doctor. It's just, this isn't the right fit here. There you'll find another fit. It just takes a little bit of time to find the fit. But I was just so stuck though. I was so stuck in, if not this, then nothing. We would be destitute and the kids would starve. Oh, absolutely. And I, I mean, I, you know, I can think of several family members that were like, well, uh, what, do you, what do you mean she's not going to work in the office? Don't doctors work in offices? Isn't that where there's a doctor in the office? And it's like, well, no, actually, in this day and age, there's a lot of other options with her degree and her medical background of what, what she could do 
and uh, it just took a little bit of time, I think. Well, and that's one thing too that I really appreciate in you is you did a lot of advocating for me for families when I was making changes and when I was kind of working through this burnout because it wasn't just a few months; it's been years of reckoning and recognizing and coming you know coming full circle i mean we were just talking the other night how i i feel like i'm finally back to aaron yes absolutely different you know my family your family they asked you know asked me some questions like hey i go at home to home at night with her i know what it's like this is what we need to do yeah when i was specifically when i had resigned you mean a couple years later because there was a big gap from this recognition that this was not the job in 2014 yeah and i didn't resign till 2017 yes yes so you you did you had a three-year contract and you did you did those three years yeah i felt it was really important to complete those three years and i don't know so much now as I mean, that was obviously a personal rule yeah. that I had set for myself. I could have left sooner. Yeah, yeah. And I knew you supported me in that. So let's say that maybe there's another husband listening right now because his wife is like, you have to listen to these people because they're like us. <laughs> what would you what would you tell him in this? Say they're working through the same thing we worked through at that time. You know, a lot of it boils down to if you really want to be married or not. Life it's not easy being married and, and and if this is who you've chosen to be with and to spend your life with you need to be able to find ways to help to back them and to help encourage them and uh, and uh, and to be there um, beside them during tough times and i think you just got to try you know every situation is clearly going to be different but i think just showing showing support offering to to find and help ways um, to support and um, maybe you know, yeah. I, I for a while tried to throw out different job ideas, things like that. You know, hey, could you could you do this? Could you do that? And I don't know that you really liked the ideas I had, but I think you sometimes it was helpful. But I knew you were trying. Yeah, I think you realized. Well, you know, he is looking out for me and, and attempting. Yeah. You know. Well, I think the other thing to recognize is this: is that we know statistically for burned out physicians you're like two and a half times more likely to get divorced during that burnout time. Oh, absolutely. I understand totally how. And it, yeah, I can see how because you're so desperate for some kind of change. Yes. And, you know, you feel so stuck in your job. And then, I mean, relationships can get kind of shitty at times during this that you feel like, well, maybe if I change this aspect of my life, things yeah. will get better. Yeah. If, but I think the other thing, too, that a lot of it comes down to, and I know that we're not the best at this, but we continue to kind of keep working on it, is just really communicating our thoughts and feelings to the other person. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, uh, you know, it, it's kind of funny how you think about it, but I mean, uh, we did marriage counseling before we got married, mm-hmm. and, and that was a big part of it, you know, the, the I statements, you know, versus the you statements and, and how you what you yourself are saying or explaining yourself as you talk to your spouse, you know, clearly. Uh, I see it even with the kids. You know, we talk, we talk, uh, our our one child about, you know, expressing your feelings, you know, say what you're thinking, use your words. You know, when they're little, you tell them all the time, use your words. And just shows uh, communication is such a key in all aspects of life, uh, every stage of it, you know, and, and especially whenever you're, you're trying to, 
have a family together. Yeah. And you know, one thing I think, and I know you vacillate on this, is, you know, as the partner of someone who's struggling or who's in burnout or trying to figure out her career path or, you know, does she even want to be in medicine anymore, is support over comments. I think it's important at times to recognize from that supporting role that you don't have to give answers, but what you really need to give is that support. Yeah, an ear. You need to lend an ear and you need to sit and listen, have a meaningful conversation, not one where you're just going, "Uh uh uh-huh, uh-huh, and the TV's on the background and you're watching TV. Well, and that's one thing I noticed during during that time is you did a lot more like checking in with me to be like, so how was today? You know, and, and listening with that. And I think that that was an important step too when I started getting coached that I started talking about my coaching conversations, like what happened yeah. in those with yeah. you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So if there's anybody out there and any couples out there who this sounds oddly familiar, we just want you to know that you're not alone in it. We've been there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's scary gotten through times. the other side. Yeah. Don't oh, you yeah. feel like, I mean, yeah, it's we a are. journey still, but yeah. I feel like we definitely have gotten through the other side on that. Yeah, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. You know, I'm not going to say that there's no scratches or anything from getting through it, but I mean, we're, we're, we're both still kicking, so as to speak. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we are loving doing this series, Mary 10 Alpha Female. The night that we recorded this one, we also recorded several others. So we got several in the can to load up to you guys in the next upcoming weeks. But what we'd really love to do is to hear from you. What would you like to hear about when it comes to being Mary 10 Alpha Female? What stories can we share with you? What advice can we give you? What exercises can we help give you that we have used either on ourselves, on each other, or our family. So I want to hear from you. My email address is in the show notes. I would love, love, love to get any and all comments so that we know where we can take this series because it really is different. It's a different dynamic and I think it's important to put it out into the world. So remember, you're not alone. Help is available and your life, your calling, your pulse matters. matters.